what I'm gonna name myself from now on. You're the, the genitalia of the operation. Absolutely, yeah. Balls and shaft and everything. Yeah. That's me, mm-hmm. the balls and the shaft. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and start. <laughs> uh, here we are, episode three of the podcast, Discoursers. Last two episodes, we've had the same person, Roman Baker. Uh, now we're in for a completely different story, a completely different type of person, Chandler. Yay. Hello. Don't look at the I'm camera. Bored. Fuck them. Don't look at the camera. All right, so I usually, see, all right, see, I said that. Uh, we usually start out with uh, the first four rules I'm going to add on to this. But it's basically rules that you basically agree to. I don't think we have to do this. I didn't have to do this with Roman either. Mm-hmm. But I have to do it just, as a, just because it's an intro. So first one, keep it civil. Let's both get out of here in one piece. We don't have a problem with that at all. We've always had great conversations. Um, if one is offended or aggravated, they ask the other person to explain. We're both very good at that. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Only interrupt if the other person is exhausting an answer, grandstanding, droning on about, just, just hammering a point to just fucking nothing. This yeah. is microscopic level. We're both great at that. And of course the cheesy one, be yourself, because that's who I want to meet. <laughs> anyway. All right. Right on. Uh, is there anything you want to kind of add in the beginning? Uh, it, it, just, it, just some small tidbits about yourself? Well, um, I spend all of my discretionary time, which is considerable, um, working in Ableton Live lately. And uh, I've found tremendous spiritual insight from studying sound waves on like the Nikola Tesla level of understanding. Mm -hmm. I just have trouble articulating it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my delusion of grandeur for the day. Okay, so you're gonna be the the Tesla of sound. You're gonna be that guy. No, no, I'm gonna be more like like a backwoods guru of sound. Okay. Like okay. a like an old aging hippie of sound. Right. So the the one that no one ever hears about in textbooks, but the person that's spoken about by like twenty people at a random low class bar, it's like yeah, well, kind of like the 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 Tom, the the Edison and the the Tesla debate. Yeah. It's like yeah, Edison was a dick because he stole everything from from Tesla. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna be, be that guy. Urban legend. That was the urban legend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. You hear? There's this split head that lives out in the middle of the woods. That's <laughs> gonna be my legacy. And, uh, you know, I'm not gonna be like a prophet or a saint mm. or anything like that. I'm just gonna be like an, an urban legend. Saint, saint Chandler's open. I don't think that was been taken yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can be a pope. You can just be a pope. Mm. You can appoint yourself pope. It's not like a legal title, you know? It's not a position. In, if I had enough support, could I attest that? I mean, you can do it anyway. You can just be a, a pope. Okay, I'm the pope. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, right? I mean, God has ordained me the pope. Yeah, people can recognize you or not. There's a dispute about huh. the existing standing pope, you know. Yeah. There are other brands of Catholicism, you know, where they don't recognize that pope but recognize another. Really? Yep. Who, who's the other major pope? Um, there's like anti-popes, I think they call them in the Roman Catholic Church. Hmm. I, I'm not an expert, mm-hmm. but it's just something I read about a long time ago on Google. So I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the different sects of Catholicism, but it'd be like Roman Catholicism versus another type of. You got your whiskey paleans. Whiskey paleans. <laughs> yeah. And um, nothing to do with with aliens. Just just whiskey paleans. And um, I, that is similar to like Catholicism, but then you've got, I guess, like some kind of Gnostic, Catholic mm. offshoots, you mm-hmm. know, off brands of Gnosticism. Speaking of that, uh, did you know, I don't know if you know much about voodoo. They used to work at a voodoo shop mm. in New Orleans, mm. and you find out a lot about voodoo. And voodoo is basically the amalgamation of Western African tribalist religions 
yeah. Ivory Coast and everything, mm. where most of the slaves were taken from, Ghana, things like that, combined with Catholicism. So what they did when they became slaves, they, the, the, the masters, the white people, basically said, now you have to follow Catholicism. They said, yeah, 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 sure. But then they just replaced all of the saints, because they had saints for everything as well, which were basically demigods in a way. Mm -hmm. And they replace those with their gods. Mm -hmm. Like, we have a god of water, you have a saint of water, we'll just say, oh, sure, Saint Mark or who the fuck ever. Sure, we'll say that name. Yeah. But we'll actually be praying to Ogun or whoever the fuck it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Which was interesting. Yeah, I was going to say Lucifer, you know, is a, like a Gnostic figure sometimes, mm. you know, and mm. that could be considered a Catholic school of thought, Luciferianism, mm. you know? by a, not not even a real twist of of definitions or anything it's just um it's tied in you know it's everything's you know intertwined and connected but that's a relevant connection mm -hmm. you know between luciferianism and catholicism hmm. i might get some hate mail for that one but i like it through gnosticism <laughs> right you know, that's mm -hmm. that's the connection so let's go with uh ableton Ableton. Yeah, Ableton. You said you wanted to be the, the, the sound wave Tesla. Or no, well, yeah, like, more obscure than Tesla. The guy, the split head in the woods. Yeah, music is hypnotic. People underestimate the power of music. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that the wives of Washington were right to be scared of Judas Priest. You know, mm. uh, I think they were a little misdirected. And you know, targeting them for what some heavy metal suicides. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, music is powerful, and it can shape your your character over time. Absolutely. You know, yeah. That kind of goes back to again the voodoo thing. Mm -hmm. Is that they carried their music over, and especially in New Orleans, they had a square where every uh, I think it was every weekend. I want to say it's called Congo Square. They got mm -hmm. and play their music with their drums and do their dances and stuff like that. And that's what kept their spirit up. That's what basically kept them from, well, I don't know, black people don't really kill themselves. It's not really a thing. <laughs> Even when you're a slave. It's, I mean, like, Dave Chappelle approached that in his new special, like, Sticks and Stones. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've watched that. Mm -hmm. where no, I haven't seen it. The first joke is basically that, well, I'm kind of giving it away for everybody, but whatever, who gives a shit? If you haven't seen it yet, whatever. It's only the first joke. But he talks about Anthony Bourdain killed himself. And this guy had the best job in the world. Literally, CNN let him do whatever the fuck he wanted with parts unknown. Mm -hmm. Travel where he wanted. They let him talk to whoever he wanted, eat whatever he wanted, film however he wanted. He did weird shit with the cinematography and everything. Mm -hmm. And he kills himself. And then Dave Chappelle talks about a friend he used to know where a woman divorced him, took all his shit. He, ended, he, was on, he was in law school. He ended up dropping out of law school. Now he's working at like Best Buy or something as like an associate for 15 years or something like that. And that guy never killed himself. <laughs> There's a huge difference in the subcultures there. Yeah. Massive difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. Go no, back that's to true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. So you were talking about, you were starting to actually kind of go beyond the, the raw creative phase of Ableton. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like seeing nature through slowed down visualizations of um, audio that plays really fast. When you get all of these other sensory inputs of looking at the same physical object, which is the sound, you know, and all of these other dimensions of exploring sound, I think, uh, you know, I, I started to realize that that's just one spectrum of hertz frequencies, but really everything that I experience is just a hertz frequency. You know, mm -hmm. color, uh, all, of, all of my five senses are, are wrapped up in some sort of vibration, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, atoms are really mostly empty space, but because of their vibration, we perceive them as solid, mm -hmm. you know. And, and that's uh, significant, you know, that's not like a trivial thing. I think that's, that's like a really powerful way of, of looking at the universe that has led to great things in, in other minds, mm -hmm. you know? And um, I think they're like, you know, I think that music is like a spiritual path for me where like I'm achieving some sort of like understanding about like... Um, the, the fundamental laws of the universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, through contemplation and mm -hmm. uh, reflection. Mm. You know, right on. Yeah, it's not an empty like hobby. Right. You know, for me, mm -hmm. it's it's actually really serious work. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's one of those things that you like ruminate on consistently. When that when that when that catches hold of you, you know, you be talking to someone else. And I like to think of the brain of like a like like a ram. You know, you've got ten. I think I've told you this before, but you've got ten percent dedicated to this thing. You've got fifteen percent. You've got you know whatever was left over percent in the front of your brain, and you've always got that going in the in the back of your brain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot of counting <clears throat> for mm -hmm. the most part. Just counting. Right. Well, That's math, really all yeah. music is. Mm -hmm. Counting really fast. Counting slower. You know, mm -hmm. in different scales but you're starting to take more of that like, I don't know if esoteric is the word but you're starting to take more of that feeling and actually organize it into something that is I guess more maybe coherent is not the word mm -hmm. uh, intelligible yeah intelligible yeah that, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that'll work yeah translatable maybe? yeah yeah communicable mm -hmm. um, yeah that's that's the difference between you know um, uh, like a normal dude like myself, you know, and like somebody who accomplishes, you know, world changing things with the same insight, but they shape the, the culture by, by proving to us with technology and, mm -hmm. and uh, demonstrations of the power of their truth, you know, like through science, science and, and philosophy right. also. You know, they like shape our culture, and then suddenly kids are like born understanding Cartesian philosophy almost. Right. You know, hundreds of years later. Yeah. It's but just it, ingrained. I think it's it's translating. It, it's finding that idea that you that you want to translate to the masses. You want to say, "Hey, I have this idea, and I'm working on it." And I want you to be able to understand it, and you have to be able to take the thing that's in your head, in pure theory, and you have to be able to put it in a way to where other people can understand it. Like a material product. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some form. Yeah. 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 Same thing with like comedy. When I'm doing comedy, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I have this idea. It's, it's like I did this uh, zigging hail joke, you know, where hail is zipping back and forth, and you know, whatever you should do, whatever you do, do not go outside and point to it and say, zigging hail. You know, mm -hmm. the point is not to offend people. The point is not to offend anyone, Jewish people or Goyim or whoever. The point is to, to show this wordplay and say, why are you psychologically triggered by this? Just by, by me mimicking this thing. Why? Why is this happening? And to be able to translate that perfectly is it's fucking difficult. <laughs> it mm -hmm. is, yeah. And I would imagine it's even more difficult for for something like that because this is more of a this is a human concept that I'm talking about. What you're talking about is a universal concept, um, like number or something. Yeah, like math. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's almost a trivial concept. What I'm talking about, you know, mm -hmm. in a way, it's just um, universal is kind of trivial because it doesn't relate to anything specific. Mm -hmm. You know because it relates to just about anything, like mm -hmm. uh, tarot cards or astrological signs, mm -hmm. you know? Well, tarot cards, I can kind of understand. Mm -hmm. They're more based in what psychologically you're going through at the time, and when you see a certain archetype or whatever, it triggers a specific feeling or memory. Yeah. That you need to be that you, that you feel like needs to come out or is lying in wait. The astrological sign thing, I'm not really all about that, man. Well, those are still yeah, just it's... archetypes, you know. Yeah, but they're based on a concept that the planets were in a certain position it's, when yeah. when really all of that like there there's as far as evidence that we have now even close to it is that. Say you like your Mars rising and whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the fucking thing is, but 
Mm. Uh, your Uranus is itchy or whatever it is. <laughs> and <laughs> whatever it might be, the position of that actually has zero effect on our biology because there's no, there's no radiation, uh, gravity effects, anything of the sort that, that, we can, that we can test for, that we can see. Right, yeah. And plus, you've got, to, you've got to take into consideration that this is also a solar system that's going around a galaxy. So even if you did believe in astrology, if we don't know how the entire galaxy moves, then you have an incomplete theory. Yeah. And if you don't know how that galaxy relates to the other galaxies, you have an even less complete theory. And if you don't know how the universe, if say if there's the parallel universes or the parallel realities and universes, alternate universes, whatever, if you don't know how that works, then you have an even less complete theory. Oh, I agree with all that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't get it. No, I, I think uh, astrology seems more bogus than tarot mm-hmm. only because it's more persistent. You know, there's this uh, archetype that you're supposed to embody as your sun sign, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, astrologers are very quick to point out that it's way more complex than that, but it's true, yet it's not true. And it's, I think it's still very intuitive to sort of uh, effort to, to ponder a subject. You know, that subject might right. be an entire person and their mm-hmm. whole life, but, you know, it's a big subject. It's, um, <coughs> it gives people a structure for their imagination to mm-hmm. run wild, you know. It also gives you justifications as oh, well. People I've love justifications. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like me, I guess I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius. If you want to go by that, mm-hmm. and I could go, oh well, I don't really need to play by the rules because I'm a free spirit, you know. Yeah. So I see a rule and I'm like, fuck that rule. I'm a yeah. Sagittarius. I don't have to follow that fucking rule. I yeah. have horse, which means I got a big cock. I can do whatever I want. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what about you? What are you? I'm a, oh, I'm a Taurus, so I'm just stubborn. Taurus. Stubborn. Yeah, but See, everyone's that, that, stubborn. No, but that's, you're not, though. That's not in any special way. No, I mean, you're not not beyond the normal person. You're, right. you're actually less so than the normal person. Yeah. If we, with all the conversations we've ever had, mm. if I bring up something that's like a, a very solid point Yeah. against something you said, you'll go, huh, I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll stop, and you won't talk about it anymore, and then like a week later, you'll be like, you know, I thought about that. Yeah. And you'll either go, all right, I still believe that, you know, I'm partially right or maybe I was wrong. Yeah. That's the opposite <laughs> of a bull. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. Well, see, I'm on the cusp of Aries. Oh, oh, there's a justification. See? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I'm more fascinated with just the uh, coincidences of it. I mean, it could be numerology. It could be like anything you know um and if it if it gets you to think about something for a second Mm -hmm. you know and patiently kind of uh roll the thought around the subject in your mind Mm -hmm. then i think it confers some understanding that has real power Mm -hmm. you know and it doesn't really matter what the causality of an oracle is you know Mm -hmm. if you're using it as a contemplative tool that's different from using it as a, a superstitious crutch okay yeah yeah i'll agree with that mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean and you since we we obviously agree on the astrological thing where it's kind of whatever but the tarot can be utilized in, in actually very good ways like i actually have a pack of cards around here somewhere mm-hmm. that i pull out every now and then i used to pull them out for plotting stories writing stories, things mm. like that, because it's all archetype and all stories are, it's just archetypes mixed yeah. up and just put together. How is that? Yeah, How, that's great. Do, do, you, do, you work, do you work with that? Well, I mean, I usually draw a random card, mm-hmm. you know, and it's intended to represent something in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I interpret the thing in my life according with, to the interpretation of the card. And it forces me out of the box and the cycle that I'm thinking in. Right. And whether whether I'm grabbing on to a, sure, thanks, mm-hmm. to a better um, perspective or not, it's at least showing me that the perspective I had is an absolute. 
Right. You know, mm. and so that I think is a value. Yeah, I think all of the sort of, and I'm using this word again, but this time I'm actually using it properly, is uh, esoteric. All of the, the the esoteric knowledge out there, whether it be complete bullshit or closer to archetypical mm. uh, psychological confirmation or deconfirmation, whichever, yeah. is useful because at least you can look at it and go, okay, there's a possibility that there's something outside of this. Mm-hmm. Now I have to think about that. And you can either go, all right, well, that's a load of horse shit, and I'm gonna go back to this, but at least I, I, I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Or you can go, well, there are parts of that that I can incorporate into my everyday life, into my ideologies, or which mm-hmm. I don't really like that word, but we all have them, yeah. into our ideologies or whatnot. And they become very helpful in, in like you said, breaking open that box. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, I'm gonna take a page from like Reza Aslan's book and say like, in a way, numerology and divination and all, all of these um, mancies, you know, are just um, a sort of animal behavior that mm. occurs in every society on earth without communication. You know, except yeah. for having a common DNA source, right? You know, and uh, the fact that we walk, we can walk on two legs, use fire and a wheel. Yeah, right. and and we yeah. even like converged into Homo sapiens from other forms of hominid. You, you know, Homo, and like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's uh, it's it's. Rem- I think the archetypes are actually ingrained in our DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, and that we we have that like encoded in us, and that explains things like Jung's collective consciousness hypothesis. Right. You know, he was making an observation, and he's providing an explanation. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, that could be explained with DNA too and genetics. Right. You know, uh, biological imperatives. Yeah. Being kind of part of that as well. Yeah. Yeah, just natural, naturally occurring. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like uh, the tendency for tribal cultures to use psychoactive plants and fungi. Right, which is every culture. Yeah, every, yeah. at one point. Right. You know, but as we've kind of... I still, enjoy out, the, I still enjoy the theory that that's how we evolved. Yeah. That we, that there were some monkeys or some apes and they ended up eating some mushrooms out of some shit and just ended up blowing their fucking mind over and over again. They were like, hell yeah, this is amazing. And that kind of, that spurred abstract thought or, or created a, an ex, exponential version of abstract thought that never stops. Big mm-hmm. fan of that theory. I can't, I can't remember whose theory it was, but. Uh. Yeah, Terrence McKenna. That was it, yeah. McKenna. Yeah, 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 that was it. Mm. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, the so, stoned ape theory. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yep. that's it. Yeah. Have you heard the? Uh, I, I know all of this. I just have terrible memory. Have you heard the alien probe theory, Terrence McKenna? And so we became who we are by things getting sh- by scientific tools getting shoved in our ass. No. Oh. Um, interesting that you'd go there. Yeah. Um, it's telling. Are you fucking psychologically <laughs> psychologically analyzing me? <laughs> <laughs> Freudian bastard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Terrence McKenna said uh, that mushrooms were an alien probe mm. put, in, put here to see what how we would react to the mushrooms. So that would be all fungus, though. That would have to be all fungus. It's like a maybe a bioengineered fungus. Maybe the aliens invented it hmm. to communicate with us or to study us. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like you did too much DMT. Mm. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. Because well, everyone that I've known that's mushroom. done too much fucking DMT is like, you're the aliens, man. The fucking <laughs> aliens, they'll talk to you, man. Oh, the mushrooms yeah. can do it too, but DMT never, is more I've taken a lot of fucking mushrooms in my life. It's so much so that when I went to go step down on the ground, the ground just like this <laughs> yeah. every time I stepped down. Yeah. Still did not see aliens. Yeah. I know a lot of people who believe that in mushroom entities like the DMT entities, but different. And they're more fractal entities, right? I guess, from what I've heard. They're not um, really like a solid entity. They're just sort of like fractals. Like that, consciousness. That conscious fractals, in a way. Great spirit 
stuff. Yeah. You know, like spirit energy. You know, I don't know how people conceptualize all of it. You know, I don't really believe I have any good explanations for the psychedelic experience, except to say that it's a part of my own um, brain and nervous system and Mm -hmm. the way it works. And then when you introduce, you know, the psychedelic compound, it unlocks something within yourself at the very least. It's not within the compound because that's just a molecule. Right. Yeah. 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 It just yeah. reacts with. It just it makes us release something that we already have. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's already. I think all of that is already. And it's not. It doesn't even unlock it. It. It just lets us access us access it when we aren't asleep. Mm-hmm. Because when we're asleep, we have the same things. Like that's. Yeah. It's exact exactly the same fucking thing. Yeah getting in touch with those um, archetypes, mm. you know, and speaking of archetypes, so, but we both know that, that archetypes exist for a reason, which actually, if you, if you go too far into believing that archetypes make up everything that we know, mm. and that there are no shades of gray in between, mm. that creates a sort of tribalism. Mm-hmm. In a way, especially when you're trying to say what the archetypes are or what order they should go in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and when 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 you yeah, have that that religion. that that tribalism, that that tribalism can divide among lines, and I think that is the issue that we're having now, particularly particularly in America, with identity mm-hmm. politics. Mm-hmm. You can't. Have, and I talked about this about Roman last time, is that you can't have so many different people living in one country. And granted, it's a massive country. It's a big fucking country. Uh-huh. But you just can't have that many different types of people from all over the world living together and not have some sense of tribalism. But where's the line? Like, we thrive off of that. We thrive off of the fact that there is at least a bit of tribalism because we want people to still practice excuse me practice whatever they come from well some degree of multiculturalism is acceptable and good right but you don't want total globalism Uh, because then everyone would be the same and then we would become stagnant well yeah because there's no new ideas that's the compromise you know it's the balance but where, where is that where is that balance Right is the question. What what can be our common denominator? You mm. know, as people, uh, maybe we have different cultures, different histories, different lifestyles, mm-hmm. different identities. You know, but can we find enough in common? You know, to be uh, coexisting indefinitely. I think that was the that was the point of the the Constitution. Yeah. So that our nation could defend its borders. Well, not necessarily. Well, yes. That, I mean, part of it, absolutely, definitely, part of it. But again, thought the wrong about this last time. You have your, you have your, you know, your your First Amendment, your Second Amendment, your Third Amendment. You know, your your right to an attorney. You have your right to own a gun. You have your right to say whatever the fuck you want. At yeah, but any it was time. it was meant to unite the union. You know, it, right. not not to create a, a uniform culture but have independent states mm-hmm. that were united with basically a, a military force that right. could defend the the coasts right and, and that was the only reason for the national government i mean that was that was yeah. the main reason yeah that was you know? one of the only reasons when they yeah. were first formed yeah yeah i i think so that mm-hmm. that's my understanding um and that that's diplomacy, forgotten a lot that and diplomacy i would yeah. say yeah. Yeah. They were but, like the ambassadors in a way. The federal government, you know, gained a lot of power, you know, because it had to intervene during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And that set a powerful precedent. Right. You know. Yeah. It was the good and the bad all wrapped up in one. Yeah. There's um, definitely some yin and some yang to that. Right. You know. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and segue. I'm going to go ahead and segue into that because it was this fucking perfect segue. Mm-hmm. Yang. 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 Yang's your boy. You're Yang Gang. Yeah. You're you're hardcore Yang Gang. You have a Yang Gang shirt. He's the chosen one. The chosen one. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He ha- he has pulled Excalibur from the stone. I'm the Morpheus of Yang. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the Paul. 
I, I yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew from the day I heard about Yang that he was going to win, that there was nobody else who could win, because right. nobody else would dare do this. There was, I, I didn't think there was even a chance that one person would would think it was time yet. But mm. I've seen this coming for a long time. This is absolutely well. You know, necessary. he's got a fucking phenomenal social media team. Yeah, phenomenal. Mm. Like I, I, I just happened to join the gram. The, the fucking Insta fame mm. uh, for the this, this whole podcast thing, and I remember mm. that I had a personal Instagram as well from like 2015 or something. I, I had forgotten to been around that long, to tell you the truth. But mm-hmm. I started following him, and he has a phenomenal, fuck, fucking nominal. Uh, he blows everyone else out of the water, and that's why I'm starting to have more faith that he's gonna win. I don't have faith in all of his ideals. Mm-hmm. I would say the majority. I would say I have. More faith, and, and faith is a bad word. I have more trust in most of his ideals than anyone else. And if you add on top of it that he learned from Donald Trump how to do it, Donald Trump had a phenomenal social media mm-hmm. presence. And yeah. Yang was like, I got this. In some ways, that's all he had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have the media support. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. Yeah. yeah. He came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like fucking left field. Mm. But Yang, man, I will say, I don't know, did you watch the, the Democratic debates? No, the other night? I haven't watched any of the debates. He, he, he kind of fucked up a little bit. He kind of fucked, he, he, it, I still know his intentions, mm. so I'm still behind him. As far as, as far as everyone else is concerned, I'm still behind him. But he, his opening statement was literally a sales pitch for offering 10 people $1,000 a month for an entire year. That was his opening statement at the Democratic debates. Now, this is a fantastic move social media-wise, media-wise, but as far as trying to pull supporters from other Democratic candidates, mm. it was a bad move. Mm-hmm. Because he, because he, I mean, he's obviously he's an entrepreneur. He knows that he can win despite that. I don't know, man. He, he's... He solidified other people going to two Democratic candidates who are polling to beat Trump. Mm -hmm. Now, polling to win the primary, he's not leading in that. You know, well, he's. I mean, but if he doesn't win the primary, Trump will win, and the DNC is going to have to cave to that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're not going to be able to super delegate him away like they did to Bernie Sanders. That, that's exactly what or I was going to gonna say. Or they're going to lose the election again, and they, oh, yeah. they're going to learn from that mistake. Well, no, they're so hard-headed. They're, gonna put Yang up they're so hard-headed that they will do that. I can guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Their goal, and this is my theory, their goal is Warren. That's their goal. Everyone else is just is there for show. They're probably not going to get it. It's either Warren they're gonna get or Kamala feet. Harris. Cold feet. They're not. They're, they know they won't be able to see it through. They're going to see it coming. And they're going to put Yang up because he's the only chance they have against Trump. Uh, you think with that threat? He's the, the only one mm-hmm. that that is drawing from Trump's base. And, and I Trump hope won the last one. I hope they get their shit together because I don't like Trump, but I fucking despise him. But he, I mean, he's not as terrible. He's not a fucking Nazi. He's not as terrible as everyone's like right the, 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 to espouse him as. But he was also better than Clinton <laughs> at the time, which is a terrible thing to fucking say. But I'm not arguing with you. Yeah. Um, I just admitted that the other day to myself, actually. It's been really hard for me to decide. I I knew that I couldn't bring myself to vote for either of them, Mm -hmm. and so it didn't really matter, and I put it out of my mind because I didn't want to split hairs. But I do think Clinton was probably a little bit worse. It's terrible. Terrible. Yeah. She's committed far more crimes Mm. than Trump, number one. Like, Like, people keep saying, they're like, uh, lock her up, lock her up because her emails. Emails are one of the, that's one of the fucking least things she's done. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like that's fucking misdemeanor compared to fucking all the other shit she's done, man. Yeah, covering for you know Bill Clinton. Covering for Bill Clinton, uh, the um, not Watergate. What was it called? Uh, Whitewater. The Whitewater scheme where they pulled over. They they pulled a. They, they, they basically screwed a bunch of fucking people buying realty and like fucking fucked them over out of a shit ton of money. 
they got out of that because they had a lot of money and they had a lot of influence. And it was that was mostly because of Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is a very likable guy. Mm-hmm. And it's been said that when Bill Clinton walks into a room, it, every time he talks to a single person, even though he's paying attention to the whole room, it feels like he's talking directly to you. Yeah. And that's how, that's how he got away with so much shit for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And granted, he was a great diplomat. He's a fantastic diplomat. Uh, and he actually created a, a bit of a surplus. Old Slick well. Willie. Old Slick Willie. Yeah. He was slick, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, those days. But yeah, I think Yang, I hope, I hope Yang gets it. I, I hope Yang, because Yang can defeat Trump. It's I know that Yang for a fact. Trump. I mean, if it's not Yang, it will be Trump. Yeah, I agree. You know. Because if, if, if Yang can take away, excuse me, Yang can take away all of those moderates that Trump got. Mm-hmm. And that was the swing vote. Yeah. Like yeah. Tr- Trump got all of that swing vote simply because Clinton was a fucking scumbag. Yeah. And wouldn't admit it. Trump admitted he was a scumbag, basically. <laughs> I we- still maintain there are only three kinds of people. There are people who support Yang, people mm-hmm. who haven't heard of Yang, and people who don't want $1,000 a month. <laughs> and there aren't very many in that third category. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. I was that we we've talked about Yang before, and one of my worries was overinflation. Yeah. Well, or just inflation, not overinflation, yeah, and, but just inflation know, in general. Probably. But little... once I heard about the logistics of what he was trying to do, it's not creating more money, it's taking money from it's taxing corporations more like Bernie wants to do. Mhm. But instead of taxing that and sending it directly to the government, he's taxing that and sending it directly to the people. Yes. And that's a way better plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a way better plan. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Of what Bernie is is falsely presenting. Right. As the best option. I don't I don't think he's falsely doing it. I think he still just has too much. He he's 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 an older man and he he still believes in old school government. But that's not what government is now. Yeah. I think he his heart's in the right place, but I don't I I don't think he knows that the government's just going to screw everyone if that if that money goes straight to the government. I think Bernie Sanders is the worst sort of hypocrite. I think is he, that is that because he's rich basically or well because he no because he demonizes the one percent for a living mm-hmm. of of which he is firmly planted in the middle. Right. He's in the he's like 05 percent. <laughs> but he has said that he'd be willing to pay those taxes though. Yeah. If yeah, they were he, increased on the one percent, he should. But. Um, you know, I, I don't. You know, I, I don't. Um, I don't think that his talk about the one percent is as self-critical as you know it should be. I agree. I, th- I think that everything that he says about the one percent, he needs to be very careful mm-hmm. because he does bring their greedy intentions into. Uh, the discussion, you know, he he actually not with those words exactly, but mm-hmm. he he's relying on the implicit assumption, the suppressed assumption that greed and malice are behind the one percent. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for that sentiment, I mean, I've heard people tell me Bernie Sanders is not in the one percent. His oh, yeah. supporters have told me that that he's got them convinced that the one percent are billionaires. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if one out of a hundred people was a billionaire, you know that that would be a crazy world to live in. Yeah, you know? that would be, that would be called feudalism, I believe. <laughs> that would, that's was what that would lead to. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, one one in a hundred people is well, one in you know, two hundred people is is as rich as Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that he should tone down the rhetoric. Um, he's not representing all Americans when he punishes people for their success with his personal judgments. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the difference between those two is that Yang is basically saying, and actually there have been multiple people who are billionaires agree with Yang. Mm-hmm. Over Bernie, yeah, they're like, yeah, no, we totally be, be willing to do that, because if we basically pay more taxes, those taxes go straight to the people, 
the people will buy more shit. Yeah. And then we get more money and then they, it, yeah. It's a circular system. Right. Whereas with Bernie's, it trickles up. The, the, so. the money trickles down. Right. Still. From the government. Yeah. Just from the party mm-hmm. instead of from the rich. Yeah. He's, he's stealing from the rich and giving to the richer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's absurd. I honestly, I don't even really know what the main points of some of the other Democratic candidates are. Like, I know them. I know their personality. I know kind of what they would vote for. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, free college. Medicare for all. Or, yeah, Medicare for all, free, free college tuition, uh, 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 college debt forgiveness, mm-hmm. things like that. And I think that's Warren's main thing, I yeah. believe. Yeah, I don't care for any of that. Yeah, it's just that they don't, they don't strike me as people that really stand up for something. Mm-hmm. And that's why the right has gotten so much more sway. Is because, yeah, they might be wrong, at least from my point of view, but at least they fucking stand for something. They stand up and they go, this is what I believe. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. No ifs, no ands, no buts. This is what I will fight for. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that with a lot of Democratic candidates. They just sort of go, somebody asks them a question and then they fucking like, do dance around it for a while and then... Basically go like, yeah, but I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. (laughs) You didn't answer the fucking question. I'm not asking you to fucking take care of me. I'm asking you to take care of a problem, not me. (laughs) Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Fucking pandering. Yeah. Yeah. The the Democratic Party and the Republican Party have different sets of liabilities that I foresee. Mm. You know, like the... The Democratic Party being like an idealistic appeal, you know, for like young people, Mm -hmm. basically. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But then once you've been fucked by the government over and over and over, you're looking for an alternative to big government. And so the government offers you this small government, Mm -hmm. the the government's small government. And that's the Republican Party. Most people go conservative as they get older. And it's no no better. I've gone, I, I, I still consider myself... A, a Democrat yeah. and a liberal, but I used to be way, well, what used to be considered in the extreme mm-hmm. liberal. But as time went on, I realized, I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. And I started to like move further towards conservatism. I was like, all right, get your fucking hands out of my pocket. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna use these, this fucking money yeah. to actually better, not only my life, and this is not a very selfish thing, but our lives. Yeah. If you're gonna, not going to use this money that we work and we labor and you barely do any fucking work yeah. to make more than me, if you're not going to use that to better our lives, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. I want to cut your job out. I want smaller fucking government. You know? yeah. You're fucking fired. Yeah. <laughs> you and all 20 of your fucking aides. Yeah. Who needs that many aides? You know? Like, yeah. like what, 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 do you, what do you do all day? You sit there and you read bills. Right? You read bills, you vote on stuff, and you research it yourself. Tops, three four. They ban shit and censor shit. Yeah. You know? They, don't, don't, don't get me started on the free speech thing. That would yeah. be like a whole hour of the podcast. They just <laughs> ban shit and it's, you know, speech and, and business and, yeah. and recreation and shit that's none of their fucking business. Absolutely. You know, and we pay them to do that. We... we we labor to serve them mm-hmm. to enforce their will on and, us. and both of them censored like yeah. this is not a this is not a right or left thing yeah i mean the, because they just like censor you, different things remember when we started out we were talking we were talking about uh judas priest mm-hmm. right that was left that and was fucking, that was fucking al gore's wife yeah tipper gore that led that explicit lyrics thing on the front of the, the fucking CD yeah where you had to be 17 or whatever to buy the CD mm-hmm. that was the left yeah that wasn't the fucking right hate speech right yeah, yeah. and you now left's doing it again mm-hmm. yeah it's like well we don't want you on YouTube why well you said something I don't like it hurt my feelings well fuck your feelings <laughs> I don't care about your fucking feelings yeah like, there, there's this rule it's called I can say whatever the fuck I want and you have to deal with that. And you have to fucking deal with it. Or how about, I don't know, there, there's, you know, on the internet, when you're watching a video, there's this little button, it's got like two lines like this, right? 
Yeah. It's where the play button used to be. And you can click it and it stops the video. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, they invented this. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and it just stops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you can go up to this little bar that has a bunch of letters and numbers and stuff on it. And you can type in other stuff and go other places. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. You can just block me, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You won't even ever see me again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but see, their people argument. People heard about that, though. Their argument behind that is that it influences people, right? Yeah. So if you say someone like Richard Spencer, right. who is a scumbag. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I, if, if, I might, like, if he was on this podcast, I might be able to sit down with him. And talk with him on a human level, you know, for 20 minutes, maybe, maximum. But I definitely, I, I, I could not condone anything he was saying. But at the same time, if he was on someone else's podcast, I wouldn't fucking contact YouTube. I wouldn't contact Spotify. I wouldn't contact iTunes and be like, well, you have to take him off. Because the more he says this shit, the more the youth is going to follow him. No. The Let- more they censor him. Yes, exactly. The more he's going to look and feel justified the youth you're gonna look bad the youth love rebellion yeah youth love rebellion if you say that's wrong flocking they're gonna flock to it yeah oh that's wrong i'm not supposed to do it bye well right the fuck over there yeah they have yeah yeah and the meme lords got trump elected with oh, their yeah. Pepe the Frog oh, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, Pepe the fucking Frog, man. Like, just the biggest fucking troll symbol on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other thing was, if you have a kid, well, you can't have a kid. Well, I mean, you might be able to get it reversed, but, you know, you're, you're, zit, you're I would say snipped, but you're lasered I'm down there. Lazed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, let's just say I have a kid, all right? Okay. And that kid ends up watching a video about Richard Spencer and how he's banned and all this stuff and he becomes a fucking Nazi. Whose fault is that? That's my fault. That's fucking my fault. I didn't teach my kid to not be a fucking Nazi. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't give him the foundation to go like, ooh, yeah, no, I don't like that very much. Mm-mm. No. Uh, yeah. Now, parents need to fucking take more responsibility. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, man, because... There's only one driving force in a kid's life, or if they grow up with their parents. There's only one driving force in their life up until they're some anywhere around like 15 to 22-ish, around mm-hmm. that. Depending on what your life is like, is your parents. And if they don't teach you shit, and they just let you go out in the world unprepared, it's not the kid's fault. And I think that's what we're, that's what we're seeing right now, is a lot of unprepared people. Because the world is... It, it's not totally the parents' fault because the world is consistently changing quicker and quicker. It's adapting, it's moving, it's evolving, it's the technology, it's the internet, it's all of these things. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult for people to keep up. Like, I don't know, like my, my, my niece who's, I wanna say somewhere around 10, uses TikTok. And I had to look up what the fuck that was. I didn't know what the fuck TikTok was. I know Instagram and Snapchat and all that other shit. TikTok is basically, it's like, Snapchat and Instagram where you take a video mm-hmm. but instead of instead of you talking over it or taking a picture you basically just like mouth to a song hmm. like popular pop songs and stuff like this like karaoke yeah basically lip syncing yeah lip syncing yeah that's okay. what I'm looking for yeah lip syncing that's what it is yeah basically fucking lip syncing on an app mm. and it's inter- it's interesting don't get me wrong I had no idea what the fuck it was. If I would have had a kid, I would have had zero fucking clue what the fuck that was. And now this kid's using this app, and now, I don't know, maybe there's <laughs> some person on there lip syncing to some, like, Nazi brown shirt song. I don't yeah. fucking know. You know what I mean? They got that shit on YouTube, man. Yeah. And Take if, it down. Yeah, if you don't fucking prepare that kid to, to meet a Nazi lip syncing song and go, ooh, I don't like that very much. You gotta take it down, man. Yeah. You know, you gotta police up the speech. Tell pe- tell people. You gotta tell somebody to tell everybody else what they can and can't say. Mm. You know, just the simplest solution, man. It's 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 the simple idea that people go to in, impulsively. Everyone you know? loves the censor until they get censored. You'll you'll see people that 
I've seen multiple examples of people who wanted something censored and they got it censored. They, they even led movements against it. And then all of a sudden they say something and then everyone else leads a movement against them. And then they go, wait, hold on, what? And then they look at the other person and they go, shit, I just did that same fucking thing to this person. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> and it kind of goes back to, they came for, what was it? They came for the, they came for the Russian, oh, I can't remember what it was, they came for the Jews. And the Jehovah's I didn't say Witnesses. Anything. And they came and the for the lesbians. Jehovah's Witnesses and the lesbians, I didn't say anything. And then when they yeah. came for me, there was no one left to speak for me. Yeah. When you take away that speech, no one can speak for you. No one can speak for you. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yep. That is an inherent right of all people. You can say whatever the fuck you want. People might not like it. They don't have to hire you for a job. They can boo you when you're doing comedy. They cannot laugh at your jokes. Yeah. But what they can't do is prevent you from doing it. Right. They can't That's, throw you in handcuffs and put you in prison for it or yeah. fine you. Well, you know, well, even they shouldn't. Uh, well, even uh, to a lesser degree, is what the what the fucking Nazi brown shirts and shit used to do is show up and basically drown out something mm -hmm. until no one else could hear it. Like a like a political candidate that was up against Hitler or whatever when he got elected, they would come up and they would drown it out and they would drive everyone away and they would and then of course you didn't hear anything about that candidate but you hear a lot about this other candidate Hitler guy yeah so you ended up voting for him yeah now That's I'm democracy. not saying SJWs are fascist or anything oh, yes I am <laughs> but what do they do they show up in megaphones they drown shit out and try to make it to where our voice is the only one you can hear yeah they borrow all the bad things about Hitler yeah it's yeah. called fucking fascism <laughs> yeah. I, mean, the, I mean, you cannot say fuck fascism and commit fascism to fight fascism. Mm -hmm. That's not the way this fucking works. It's not the way it works. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting on a fucking, I'm getting on a soapbox here. But, you know. The catastrophizing is something that is getting into our culture, too, with the conspiracy theories, man. Because mm. the Nazis were really into conspiracy theories and a lot of extremists hmm. are into conspiracy theories. Hmm. You know, um, Ad Jod and these types. What is that? Who's that? He was an Iranian uh, okay, leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah, back in the day. Um, all, all these, you know, like terrorists and, and fascists and um, just undesirable, you know, people. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they prefer like a, an easy answer Right. You know? To a complicated question. <clears throat> right. And so conspiracy theories come up a lot because it'll be a, um, it'll be more streamlined than the reality, mm -hmm. you know, which is complicated. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to point the blame at just one person or one group of people. Right. You know, uh, in reality. But in conspiracy land, you know, it's all about, thank you. Mm -hmm. It's all about the arch conspirator. You know, it's the Jews. Right. You know? Yeah. The simplistic answer is the, it's the Jews. It's the, the aliens. It's the, yeah, the Bilderbergs. It's the, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Damn, dude. We are at an hour and five minutes. Yeah. Didn't even realize that. I mean, I'm down to keep going if you want to keep going. Yeah, we can go for a little longer. All right, word. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's go in. Let's go into the the because me and Roman have used the word split head multiple times. Oh yeah. In the last two episodes, which makes us sound like fascist, mm -hmm. I believe, <laughs> or anti anti schizophrenic, I guess. Uh, what is it? Um, neurotypical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the white males of the. Oh, that's like health. the cisgender of the yeah. white cisgender <clears throat> of the the mental community. Yeah. Men, or the psycho. Uh, whatever psycho community yeah. psycho community the mental community yeah yeah, yeah. the mental <laughs> community <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah um, yeah so, was, but you're a split head I'm, right yeah I am that's what it means in yeah. English yeah schizophrenic means mm -hmm. split head in Latin in Latin yeah, yeah. that's true schism, schism schizo yeah and um yeah, I mean, it's it's not like something to boast about or anything, but it's something mm -hmm. to be, you know, straightforward about. So English is fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you're on uh, Ambilify? Uh, yeah. Right? And that yeah. works for you perfectly? 300 milligrams a month injection in my deltoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, it, it has a lot of um, unfortunate side effects, like dizziness. It's a big deal for me. I mm. get dizzy, you know, but nothing preclusive to me taking the medication. Um, as long as it keeps me from, you know, um, <clears throat> being surrounded by government agents and shot with radiation from space. Right. You know? And we're gonna tell you, that's the first time you had told me about that the other day, actually. Yeah. Was again, you still, you told me about the other stuff like voices in the walls and stuff like that, but yeah. you never told me the trying, to, like literally on the street, dodging radiation from satellites or. Yeah, I like destroyed is. my cell phone and ran down the street. I thought they were trying to hack my cell phone, so I destroyed it. And then they were trying to shoot me from the satellite from space, and I could feel the light coming in through the ceiling, you know, I could see mm. it and like smell it. They were. I thought they were trying to poison me, so I wasn't eating or drinking. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was basically dying of starvation. Yeah, I think Speaking I weighed 145 up, pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you think that the world becoming more complicated has actually led to the delusions being worse within people who have? like mental deficiencies or, or I shouldn't say deficiencies. No, I think but. it's done the opposite. I think that the information age has made the average person more schizophrenic and therefore the, the actual schizos fit in better. Uh, it's just, so it's harder to diagnose Makes, it that. It normalizes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, The because uh, a lot of the conspiracy nonsense, you know, can be traced back to some schizoid personality disorder somebody right you know and um the, but now they have connections are being made online between those people and it's reinforcing their delusions and then they have fans on top of that right usually large numbers of like idiots right. that come to hotel ballrooms and listen to them talk from the podium and talk about all the people the government's forced them to assassinate right you know like someone that we may know that who believes that he used to work for the government, but the government will not confirm nor deny that he used to work for the government. You know, I'm not sure which one this is that we're uh, talking this about. Is, this is Alien Jesus. Okay, yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, he's told me that multiple times, that he used to work for the government, and they can neither confirm nor deny. He also knows 20 different martial arts. Yeah, he's a ninja. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If falling down was ninjutsu, he'd be a ninja. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's not part of ninjutsu. It is part of it. It's like a feint, right? He knows how to fall on his ass. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You just like that's how you win. You fall on your ass. People go, that's not even worth it. Yeah. And they walk away. You have won. That's how he gets by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so you think the so you think the internet was a big cause of a lot of the conspiracy theories blowing up more and like schizophrenics being more widely accepted and for normal people to actually kind of move more towards not reality, I guess. Well, the targeted individuals movement is a big part of it. Uh, these are basically schizophrenics. Tim? No, just, yeah, I guess. <laughs> TIs, I hear TI a lot, um, targeted individual. Um, they, they have come together and formed communities online that lends a certain credence to the apparition and a fan base is formed around them. And they're considered important people because they're targeted. Mm. You know, what, why is the government experimenting on this person? Maybe they're exceptionally gifted. Mm. You know, maybe they know something. Right. You know? Um, well, everyone wants to be special. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of delusions come from. I told you, like, I was doing a lot of LSD for a while, and I started, I had a bit of a, like, people were following me, and I never, like, full on mm -hmm. was schizophrenic, but it got, it got pretty bad. I slept with a knife under my pillow. Yeah. And there was a point to where I realized, like, are you really that fucking important <laughs> to where people are following you? Yeah. And there was like this moment of clarity and I looked out my window and there's no one out there and I was like, what the fuck do you have that's so fucking important 
Yeah. That these men would spend but hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars following you with satellites and and cars and helicopters and planes. What do you have? And I was like, I don't know, like a 20 sack of weed and an old TV. Yeah. Mm. You know? <laughs> well, I, I think it's it's difficult for most people to imagine what it's like for your brain to just be saturated with dopamine. Mm. You know what I mean? Just like chemically saturated with with dopamine chemicals then at that point you can't tell if you're Jesus or not right you know and uh, eventually it, it just seems like the only explanation mm -hmm. you know uh, for me you know it's not Jesus it's the Antichrist you know when I would have delusions of grandeur. Oh, for you? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I start to think I'm the Antichrist because mm -hmm. that's my delusion of grandeur. Mm -hmm. You know, for somebody else, it might be Jesus. Mm. I, uh, not that I have anything against Jesus. I right. just don't have anything against the Antichrist either, you know? Yeah. And nature abhors a vacuum. Indeed. Yeah. You got to yeah. be one or the other. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, some people think uh, Satanism is, uh, somebody told me it was a, uh, not a real religion, you know. Uh, some people think it's exceptionally dumb because it's like you're adopting all of the bullshit of Christianity and then picking the wrong guy. You know, I've heard that explanation. Yeah, but it's more of a philosophy, though, isn't it? Most of it. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, I've read Anton LaVey's, you know, the the yeah, Church of Satan book or Bible. That's or a philosophy. Yeah, that's definitely a philosophy yeah. book. I mean, the only thing he really goes into is like meditate when you're on the shitter. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know? To toilet seat yoga. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and he goes into a little little bit of magic as a psychological um, art, you know, not a supernatural one. Right. And then other Satanists are even more atheist than he was, and they try to say he was, you know, into hocus pocus mm -hmm. and stuff. But there are Satanists that are into, like, black magic and and supernatural gifts and Gnosticism and you know weird shit mm -hmm. you know they're out there and the internet enables all that too yeah you know mm -hmm. uh, there are probably thousands of satanic cults you know none of them are doing anything like like uh, Ted Gunderson would have you believe or any of these uh, who's that witch hunters you know the uh Ted Gunderson was an ex-FBI agent who went around hunting Satanists and right. was actually taken seriously because he was an ex-FBI agent. Right. But um, Satanic panic. Yeah. Stuff like he was that. a satanic yeah. panic instigator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's an unfortunate feature of our culture, mm -hmm. you know, or a bug or whatever. It's definitely a bug. Yeah. It's whether bug. it's the satanic panic, whether it's the Muslim... Muslim Muslim panic, or whether it's uh, the capitalist panic that we're having now. You know, yeah. everyone wants to, like a lot of young people. Not everyone, but a lot of young people want to be communist simply because they believe capitalism to be totally wrong. Things like that. There's always a panic about something. There always has to be some sort of hype. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I blame that on the media. Yeah, because the satanic panic. Granted, it did happen during, and I believe. Maybe me and Roman talked about it. Uh, anyway, the 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 witch, the Salem the, witch trials, sixteen hundreds. Oh well, no, the Satanic Panic is more referring to the nineties. Oh, I know, yeah, but what yeah. I'm talking about is like sans media. It was still a thing. Oh yeah, but it was media makes it worse. This was only in one village, like or <laughs> like one area mm -hmm. of America. Mm -hmm. Now it's all of America, and in fact, it actually spreads further than America. Well, I mean, it was a lot more widespread than Salem. You know, yeah. uh, it went especially in the 1600s. It was uh, all over the place yeah. uh, then too. But you know, it just flares up occasionally. Right. Still, it's still there. There are people who would burn us both at the stake. Oh yeah. You know, for yeah. our heresies. Oh, they probably already are going to anyway. Now, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the modern version of that. The, the secular government protects us all from each other. Right. I think in some ways, mm -hmm. you know, because there are people who would persecute 
Christians in America. Mm-hmm. There are just so many Christians that would probably save their asses, and mm-hmm. you know they, um, you know, there are some of them who form into these militias, and they might be running the place like ISIS. You mm-hmm. know, if if you deposed our our government, absolutely. You know, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't surprise me. All right, let's go ahead and end this off. All with, right. Uh, uh, I guess do you, do you have any advice for anyone that thinks that they may need help for schizophrenia? Um, if they're kind of on the fence about it, maybe. Well, you know, I'd just ask. Um, I, that can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's such a broad way of putting it, you know, who knows how ignorant somebody is about the diagnosis and, Mm -hmm. you know, how far off base they might be. Um, If somebody has any mental health concerns, you know, um, I'm of the camp that I think people should avoid taking the medication um, until there's no other option, Mm -hmm. until um, people's health and safety are are at immediate risk because the medication is is not fun and it will uh, permanently alter your neural structure, your neural pathways when you take it. And mm-hmm. you'll probably never be the same again if you stop taking it. Right. So it's, right. Uh, it's definitely a last resort. Right on. Yeah. Chandler, awesome. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you, Joey. All right, that was, there I am with the word all right again. I'm going to try and stop that next episode. That was episode three with Chandler Johnson. And I will try and have another one up in two weeks as always, every other Monday. And in the end, go fuck yourself. That's it. All right. That's how I end every episode, actually. Let's go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. No, not go fuck yourself. 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 <laughs>